Welcome back to the Hockey House Pod, episode 109, presented by Optimex Sports. I'm your host, Mackenzie Murphy, as we bring you the latest news from the ACHA and AAU College Hockey, coming to you live from Daytona, Florida. I'm joined by executive producer David Herman. We are very excited to be here. Tim Kalinowski and I just got in to the house we're staying at for the weekend. Very excited. We've connected to the Wi-Fi. We've jumped right on. We are recording 109 late 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 well now it's early thursday morning and uh we are very very excited for the weekend before we get to anything else let's check in with herm it's just the two of us tonight herm how you feeling heading in this weekend i'm feeling great i'm feeling fired up i think this is the latest we've ever recorded on the pod we've done some 10 p.m recordings we've done a rare 11 p.m recording i don't think we've had a puck drop at midnight getting us prepped for maybe another leg of the tour coming down the line but yeah, and I can confirm it is the earliest we've ever recorded too because we did do a, a 5.30-ish a.m. interview with Bo Cornell when he came on from Jamestown because he's out west in, in uh, Saskatchewan. So we, we got up really early because he was pulling a late night shift. This is a very late night shift for us and it's all worth it. We've been doing a lot of traveling lately. Special guest Tim Kalinowski was my co-pilot with me on the journey down here to Florida. Awesome day of traveling. We're excited to have him joining the team for the weekend. We're so stoked just to see the support that we got today when we announced that we were coming down here talking with Guys from Embry-Riddle from over the years talking with Kyle Nell from College Hockey South. He was pumped that we were doing this. Very, very excited for this game. It should be a good tilt, and we'll get to that when we start talking about the games of the week. But this has been a long time in the making. I know you all listening know that I made the trip out to Utah. We're still filtering through that footage. The goal is to get that out September 18th. So give us a couple more weeks on that one before Utah kicks off their seasons. Very excited for this weekend. We are down in Daytona. Embry-Riddle is taking on Florida in a Division II College Hockey South AAU matchup to kick off the season. We are super excited for that. We're going to do a behind-the-scenes video, all things Embry-Riddle. I'm rocking the jersey tonight representing the Eagles. I got to give a shout out because, again, like I mentioned, this is a long time in the making. But this jersey is actually, I was going back and forth with him in the DMs. Tyler Craven, the former Embry-Riddle D3 player, sent this to me when I was in Syracuse. I'm going to get to meet him in person this weekend. So huge shout out to Tyler. Also, we've been talking going back and forth with Kyle Usiak, the former Embry-Riddle guy. So a lot of Embry-Riddle guys that we're excited to meet this weekend, current players, former players, and we are so stoked for it. We dropped the ball a little bit because there were some games last weekend, two of them actually. The Iowa Hawkeyes get to claim that they had the first win of the 2023-24 season. They shut out the Bradley Braves 6-0 on opening night and then followed up with a commanding 7-1 win the next day. This has got to be some sort of ACHA record having games before Labor Day. Unbelievable. I can't believe one, we missed this because it was actually on the ACHA website in the top bar going back and forth with Iowa was asking for some footage from the game, some photos, and they had no idea that they were one of the first games. They were the second to last game of the ACHA season, losing to UMass in the ACHA M2 finals. And then we had the ACHA M1 final between Adrian Minot and then right back to Iowa for opening night against Bradley. But really cool. Herm, they got to debut their new jerseys from X jerseys. I mean, crazy that we had ACHA hockey in August. Stop. 
by the way. Those jerseys look so, so clean. And the submission. I don't even think we're going to be able to have the time just given everything that's going on. Ah, We'll we'll get it up. The goal is to get that up by Friday, yeah. (laughs) There was a a nice little dangle. I hunted around for the live stream, couldn't find it, but they gave us the iPhone footage and we made that work just in in Iowa forward, dangling the, the Bradley defense, putting it home. It was a, a gorgeous clip to, to kick off the season, setting the tone for many, many more highlights to come. And I know there, there, there was some, I mean, that just looks like Iowa, like the, those off-white jerseys. I know very similar to a look that Michigan Tech has. I mean, it looks gorgeous for Iowa. Wanted to give them a shout out for that. Want to announce, give a shout out to Matthew Bland. He has been named the next women's hockey coach at Aquinas. Another coaching decision. Concordia has announced that Trevor Saddlemeyer is the new men's hot head coach for the Cardinals. So I want to give those guys a shout out there. Plenty of jersey reveals this time of year as well. So we want to get started with that. Herm, where should we begin? Let's go Wake Forest. That was a very good set. The Demon Deacons did a jersey reveal at a nearby military base. They have the gold color jersey with the walking demon deacon on the front very simple jersey but this is one of one of my early favorites it is rare to see acha teams wind up having the ability to to shoot on a military base or anything like that i am enough of a nerd to know the last time that we posted an acha jersey reveal at a military base and that was unlv from i think last season or the season before them posing on a tank is iconic great great overall execution on the shoot from the sunglasses to the posing to the detail shots overall a clean jersey and something that'll look great on the ice. The eye test for me is, does it look like what that school's hockey jersey would look like? If I hear Wake Forest, they have a hockey, I'm expecting that Demon Deacon front center on the jersey. And it looked great. And I feel bad because it looked so great that they had people all over social media begging to buy a jersey. And unfortunately, with their current circumstances and their recreation department, they're just unable to sell jerseys. And they got a lot of of feedback on that online. So I felt bad because it, it would be a cash grab for them to sell those and people would buy them in a heartbeat. Another new jersey that we saw, a more of a simple look, sticking with what something similar they've had in the past, maybe simplifying a little bit with the new look and the A in the front, but the Akron Zips went with a new jersey look, fresh white jersey, simple navy and gold striping, and then kind of the reverse of that with the navy, going with the gold shoulder yokes. So really nice look for the Zips, and uh, they looked like they had a lot of fun with this photo shoot as well. Forget the jersey, the photo of the two guys in the classroom with forecheck, backcheck, paycheck on the whiteboard is an all-time hockey picture just the scenes the scenes are hilarious it's exactly what you look for in these types of photo shoots i love that one another jersey that i loved and a school that i feel like maybe it's because it's college football's back and they're just like the butt end of every college football joke vanderbilt with a nice clean set is this still a trend but the the nickname diagonally across i feel like the peak of this trend was when the canes debuted theirs sends you had bolts and the canes are going with the you know the original rangers diagonal lettering with doors for commodores which i think it's a cool look some people are saying like oh why didn't you go vandy and they said that they had some 
like any club sports team, restrictions with what can go on the jersey. So Doors is a unique take on it, and I, I really liked it and had to give a shout out to Harrison Parent, who former high school hockey rival of mine. He's down there doing med school at Vanderbilt. He went to UNH with a bunch of my buddies, and so he's down there in the pharmacy program. So wanted to give him a shout out. He was the model in the, in the reveal. And then another friend of the program, Julian Yang, who I had the opportunity to meet in Marlboro during ACHA National. So he was part of the shoot as well shout out to julian looked like they did a wonderful job with the vandy uniforms rebirth took care of those maybe we've started this trend of the on-campus photo shoots and it feels like every team is doing them and sometimes they're not executed as well michigan dearborn just going back to the basics old school retro jerseys with the trim they got the dearborn script on the front and just flow skate city with this jersey shoot I have to give stick taps to the photographer here, by the way. Dave Reginek, who is actually the team photographer for the Detroit Red Wings, executed it perfectly. From a technical standpoint, it looks immaculate. From an Instagram standpoint, it looks even better. I mean, this this photo is straight out of Slapshot. That is unbelievable. Love the pillows here and the spray is so good. And I do like that is reminds me late 80s, early 90s Jersey style. So I love seeing the flow skates. They had some cool drone footage too of the shoot, which was really cool. Dearborn, that's a team. Give them credit. They showed up to nationals and they ran into Minot in the first round. Like that is a, a really good team to watch out for this year. You know, things seem to be heading in the right direction for them. Brendan West, we got to give him a shout out. Dearborn is going to have a good year. Brendan West is back, arguably one of the top players in the ACHA last year. He was in the running for player of the year in M1. He's going to be looking great in the New Jersey set. So be on the watch for the Wolverines and go check out Brendan West's elite prospect page right now because the photo is worth the laugh. And one more jersey reveal that we had tonight, our guys at Navy. Navy, the midshipmen, an updated look keeping with the classic look that they had, adding a little more white trim and a note on the back of the jerseys. It says beat army, which is very interesting because I saw that the army Instagram account went ahead and uh, decided to chime in and say, not only are we in their head, but now we're also on their jerseys. Shout out to the, the army West point crew. They got the win last year in the army Navy game. So they're letting them hear it. And that'll be a, certainly a series that we watch out for later this year when the midshipmen, make the trip to West Point to take on Army. So those are some games to watch. Those are some talking points, some jerseys. We're getting ready for the season. We got a lot of people, too, chiming in, calling their shots. Herm, why don't you throw it over to uh, our guy Brandon from Ohio State chiming in. Sure. So Brandon Walmsley says, Ohio State women's two will make it to the national championship. Despite losing some players, I think that they will still be a good team. If they repeat last season's performance, they have a chance of making it to the playoffs and maybe the championship game. They were a sleeper team. If you look at their record in women's two, they very well- them at, at, at nationals. I don't know if they didn't make the trip or if they just didn't make the cut by a little bit, but like I think they had a, a stellar record if I remember correctly. That's a tough uh that's a tough bracket to get out of at Nationals too because of pool play. So we'll have to keep an eye on this is this could be one of those ones where we halfway this season we're looking at the rankings, and we're like, wow, Ohio State's up there in women's too. So we'll keep an eye on that one. We got some action. Tampa doesn't sweep Vandy. This is an anonymous comment. Do these two teams play this weekend? I believe they play next weekend. All right, well, it'll be interesting to see if Vandy can get a split with Tampa here right off the jump. And then lastly, we had one from our friends in Vermont. Shout out Noah Khan. Shout out to 
Our friend Aiden Collins is going to be joining us here on the second half of the show. He put together an unbelievable welcome back ACHA AAU college hockey video that we threw up on our Instagram and our Twitter. Be sure to check it out with the music by our friend Noah Khan, homesick. Noah Khan from Vermont, UVM, Natty Champs 2024. Could this be the year? Vermont, always been a pretty good team in ACHA M2 Northeast. They upset Keene in the New England regionals. Last year, didn't end up making it to nationals. This could be the year for the Catamounts, so we'll keep an eye on them as well. You know what you should be keeping an eye on? Your website. Make sure it's updated this time of year. Please, 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 we want to do our best to bring you all the latest updates from around the ACHA and AAU college hockey. What better way to do it than signing up for Optimex Sports? Optimex Sports provides teams the opportunity to build and manage their own websites. And the best part is these guys know club hockey. They work with club hockey teams around the country. They played in the ACHA. They work with not only club hockey teams, but club lacrosse teams, rugby teams. Any club that you can think of, they probably have an OptumX website. So be sure to check them out using the link in our bio. If you're interested in signing up, be sure to use our referral link so that they know that we sent you to OptumX at OptumXSports.com slash sign up slash Hockey House Pod. Their new feature has us very excited. They've teamed up with Jog. You can launch an online team store. Our friends at Alabama AAU are selling replica jerseys through their Jog team store on their OptumX website. And it's going to be awesome. Embry Riddle down here. We're pumped for this game. They use Optimax, so we're super excited. So be sure to check them out. No guests this week, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a second. We now like to welcome into the show Aiden Collins from Villanova joining us for the second half. Collins, we just wrapped up talking about the new Navy jerseys, but I wanted to let you chime in as our resident ECHA expert. Personally, I really do like Navy's jerseys. I think there are some pretty cool things out there for what Navy could do. So. I am a little bit disappointed. I do like that it's a continuation of what they have. I think they could have done some some more cool stuff. I do appreciate we were talking about this before we hit record on the second half. I forgot that Navy, they all wear the white cages and their road uniform didn't have any white on it. So it looked a little odd. But now with the white trim, that could be a nice look for them. So we'll have to see again with these with these photo shoots. Sometimes we don't get the full uniform look. We'll have to see when it when it hits the ice. But for the first time since March, we have some games to watch. So let's get into them on Saturday, September 9th. The University of Virginia is taking on the University of Richmond at the Richmond Ice Zone. People are like, UVA, Richmond, these teams have never appeared in the game to watch. What the heck are the Hockey House guys off their rocker this week? Well, we got two up-and-coming programs in Virginia looking to make a name for themselves at the M2 level. Apparently, last year's game was electric between these two teams. UVA looking to get off to a really good start. The Spiders from Richmond. This is a, a very big lacrosse matchup, Collins, so I'm sure your eyes are on this one, but hoping these two teams go toe-to-toe, and, and anytime there's an electric atmosphere, you just hope that the fans get treated to a really good game so that's what we're hoping for down at the richmond ice zone and then keeping with the saturday theme we do have a little bit of an exhibition for the asu women's team they're going to take on the arizona kachina's 19u triple a team which is really good i think it gives girls in arizona an opportunity to see what hockey is like at the next level and it gives the arizona state sun devils an opportunity to get an exhibition game under their belts this is going to take place at the iceplex it'll be the first time that we get a chance to see the sun devils 
this season. They're fresh off their appearance at Nationals last year, looking to uh, come away with some wins. They went 0-2 in Marlboro last year, so hopefully they can turn the page on that one and get ready to go. We talked about this one a lot last week, but on Friday, we have Kent State taking on the Israel Select team coming over from the IEHL. These two teams will face off on Friday night and on Saturday. Very excited for this one. Shea Spanier in net for the Israel Selects, taking on his former team at Kent State, back at Kent State Ice Arena. And we are super pumped about this one, but we know you all listening are pumped about this one as well because looking at the stats from last week, the Hockey House Pod was the number one hockey podcast in Israel. So we love that. Thank you so much for all of you listening over in Israel. We love that. Looking to climb the charts on this one, but I actually, we just got a DM and I want to give him a shout out. Let me, let me get, because as we were talking about being the number one hockey podcast in Israel, we got a message from Ben Payne in Australia, who is listening in and getting his ACHA and AAU college hockey fix. So the hockey house pod is worldwide. And we thank you all who are listening and tuning into this one, but we are very excited for Kent state and Israel. I know the Israel selects are looking to add a bunch more games to their roster while they're over here in the States. Looking forward to that one. And then again, on Friday, we have an M2 ACHA matchup. Virginia tech is taking on George Mason. This is going to be an exciting one. Collins, I know you've talked about it in the past, but George Mason, a team that made the jump from ACHA Division Three to ACHA Division One, have not had the success that they would have liked, but a team that is growing. This is going to be a really interesting matchup. I've heard a lot of rumors out of George Mason that they could be a team that competes this year. All rumors. We, we don't know officially what they're going to look like, but I would love to see more competition in, in the ECHA for the most part. The ECHA and the NE, we get the rap of being the the bottom of the league. So this will be a really good matchup to see where George Mason is at. Uh, and then also to see where Virginia Tech is at, because I think that would be another cool school to get up to the D1 level. I think it would be great to start getting more of these big name schools. I mean, we, we already got Oregon. But yeah, I would love to see more NCAA Division One teams in ACHA D1. Speaking of big time D1 programs competing at the M2 level, let's go over to Texas where... Southern Methodist University, SMU, fresh off the announcement that they're joining the ACC moving forward. They will be taking on the University of Texas at the Richardson Star Center. Texas rivalry. I can almost guarantee you SMU scores first. We're going to see a horns down. Tim and I were talking on the flight up here about college traditions and college rivalries. And no matter what school it is, anytime they're playing Texas, they're always looking to go horns down. So I know the boys in Austin are, are going to make sure that that doesn't happen. And they had a really good year last year, too, and fresh new unis as well. So That'll be a good one. I know SMU is looking to build off of some recent struggles and, and start getting more wins. That's why we have that one as a game to watch. And then this one is going to be an exciting one. Another M2 team taking on a team outside their league. And we have North Carolina taking on High Point, an AAU D2 team. This is going to put an early season test, AAU versus ACHA. We've got a bunch of these on the calendar for this season, and we're looking forward to this one. Herm, I know UNC is coming off a record-setting year. They didn't make the national tournament. you got to think that that's all they're thinking about. High Point made the AAU national tournament last year. Was kind of just happy to be there. They gave Georgia a run for their money and and hung on, and then they they ended up with a very big win over Mass Maritime. But you got to think they're looking to make some noise in AAU D2 this year. What are your thoughts on this Carolina matchup? I mean, clearly with the DM that we got, 
they're they're eager to make that noise. So I, I got to read this out now. So we got a very, very long DM that said HPU is going to shock UNC with a shush emoji. HPU isn't going to be a cupcake game for the state of North Carolina anymore. That's for damn sure. I'll go on the record and say we'll beat UNCW in their barn on Saturday night. When you have guys that set the franchise's single season records for wins by a goaltender, goals by a defenseman, assists by a defenseman, points by a defenseman, goals by any player, points by any player, and they're all returning as sophomores, even after the most successful season in school history, there's nowhere to go but up, especially with a freshman class of damn near 30 players. I mean, Sasso is already the program's all-time leading goal scorer, and he's got three more years left. This team is going to be scary good for a bit what a dm we always say on the story that we are eager for people to call their shots and this individual stepped up big time big big statement to kick off the 23 24 season we talked i mean we talked about this last week like everybody thinks they have the best team at this time of the year and i'm not saying that that's not the case with high point we lose sight of the fact that other teams are also getting better too so i i would love to see high point make some noise you know with the success of the hurricanes it seems like all of the carolina schools are starting to up their game and the schools outside of state and unc they want a piece of the pie they want to take the game outdoors they want to draw really big crowds so i think if high point is up to that level and gives unc a run for their money it would be really good for the game of hockey down south speaking of the game of hockey down south next game to watch this week university of arkansas taking on oklahoma state arkansas competes in acha m3 they've made the national tournament however many years in a row oklahoma state second season in program history they've been making a lot of progress this will be a really good test because oklahoma state is looking to get themselves in the national tournament picture arkansas has been a proven winner and we get two football schools going head to head down south which is going to be really good this one's going to take place at the jones center where the Arkansas Razorbacks play their home games. Sticking with North Carolina, NC State is going to host East Carolina in a matchup between two M2 teams on Friday night. Saturday, we have the University of Jamestown taking on CIS Briarcrest College at John L. Wilson Arena. ACHA versus CIS action. USA versus Canada. I say USA versus Canada. There are a lot of Canadians on the Jamestown roster too. A bunch of Canadians, a bunch of North Dakota boys. They'll be having a ball, getting the season kicked off. The Jimmies, I mean, they made some noise in the national tournament too. They had a lead against Ohio late in the third, and Ohio scored with less than a second remaining, and Ohio is a very good team. So Jamestown, I think, has been knocking on the door for a bunch of years. They play a really tough schedule. They go head-to-head with Minot State every year. So I think this is a game that they're looking forward to to get their season kicked off. Lastly, we got a couple of honorable mentions Friday night. We got some ACHA M1 action. Lehigh is taking on M2 Rowan University at Steel Ice Center. It's an M1 program versus an M2 program. Both programs looking to kick off and rebound from last year. And then also back to North Carolina. A lot of North Carolina talk this week. Appalachian State taking on Wake Forest in an ACCHL matchup at the Greensboro Ice House. That's AAU D2 versus ACHA M2. So, I mean, and those North Carolina schools, they don't mess around with the jerseys either. App State, we love those guys. Wake Forest has got the new jerseys. High Point's got new jerseys. NC State, UNC, those guys roll out the red carpet when it's time to look good on the ice. So, all eyes on North Carolina to start off the year. But we are live from Daytona bringing you the game of the week. The Embry-Riddle University Eagles will take on the University of Florida Gators at the Daytona Ice Arena. Myself, 
Herm, Timmy Takes. We're down here bringing you the content that you want to see behind the scenes look at Embry-Riddle. Herm, I'll throw it over to you. Who you got? I got to go with Embry, right? I'm good buddies with Vince and O'Connor. I've been following. I've fallen in love with this team from afar. I am so genuinely excited for the student section, the fact that they're already trying to sell it out. It's going to be a time. I'm thinking that the home team comes out on top. Collins, you're uh, you're watching from back home here. I mean, I'm sure you saw the, the hype on social media. It's going to be a big one. Who are you going with? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen much of Florida. I've seen three or four Erao games, so I'm going with the Plain School. They they are a good team. I'm feeling the heat up here in in Villanova. It's a hundred degrees, so I I feel like I'm practically in Daytona right now. I'm gonna go with the Eagles here. I maybe I didn't mentally prepare myself for this because it's like how do you pick against the home team when you're going there? Like I'm I'm rocking the jersey right now. Like how do I how do I pick against? I feel like Lee Corso. He's got the headset underneath his chair. He's like he's he's making the pick. He's he's got to please the crowd. That being said, I've heard some scary things about this University of Florida hockey team. That they play a gritty style of hockey. Teams overlook them and they win big games. They did this last year at the Savannah Classic. They knocked off Georgia. We saw the photos. We saw the Gator Chomps. And I don't think this is going to be easy. But this barn is going to be rocking on Friday. And if you think that I'm going to pick against the Embry-Riddle Eagles on week one in their opening barn in Daytona, you're crazy because I'm going with the Eagles too. All right. The Eagles landed. The birds are ready to go. Can't wait for it. I hope it's a good game. I hope we get treated to overtime like last year. I'm, I'm rolling with Embry-Riddle here. I'm excited for this weekend, and, and it's tough to pick against the home team. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Gator Nation, but we're, we're riding with the Eagles. Can we take a minute to appreciate that absolute roller coaster? That was incredible. I just I, I want people to know that I was seriously considered taking Florida. I hate seeing the graphic of all of us picking Embry-Riddle and those guys losing, but I'll go down with the ship on this one. Very excited for the weekend. A culmination of a lot of different things going on in the hockey house, and we're just so excited to get this season underway. Before we get to this season, we want to wrap up last season, and Herm, you did a phenomenal job with those photo of the year. No better way to wrap up the photo of the year competition. Talking, Walking us through each of the photos, some of our favorites here. Want to just go down the list here before we, we get going here, before we all pick our favorites and give the photographers the shout-out they deserve. But for the moment of the year category, we had RJ Forbes. Beautiful shot over center ice of, of a face-off between Utah and UNLV. You get the the horse eyes of the Henderson Silver Knights logo in the background, too. It makes for a really good shot. Of course, Christian Banks won this category. Whoever that gorgeous-looking Syracuse hockey defenseman was who won it in overtime and celebrated right in front of the camera. It's it's funny. That kid who scored must have known where the camera was because he went right to it. No, no brainer that Christian Banks won that one with the celebration. And then for the emotion category, we had Chip DiLorenzo, who got an unbelievable shot. Big uh, Indiana guy and, you know, has a son on the team and just absolute heartbreak when they lost to Iowa in the semis in, in double overtime last year. But the shot just shows how much goes into the ACHA, how much goes into club hockey, the blood, sweat and tears that go into it. For the artistic category, we had Bryn Johnson from Arizona State just nailed it with this shot downtown Tempe. The lights, I think, got a lot of people with this vote. It's a really good one for Sty Anna Carrington. Gators. I mean, we're talking about the Gators. Maybe if they bring a Gator, I, I might be swinging the other way but the shot of 
the Savannah Classic where they're not only rocking the Gator print jerseys, but they're holding the actual alligator as well. And then for the fan shot, arguably the coolest thing to happen all season in the hockey world. Katie Golick had the unbelievable shot of the NC State fans holding up the Wolfie at the end of the national anthem. So six unbelievable photos. Herm, you were spearheading this whole operation. Which one was your favorite? I got to give it to Chip Lorenzo for the emotion category. As a photographer, there's such a fine line to walk when it comes to capturing sadness. You really have to tread carefully, I guess is is the right way to put it. I think there's an extra layer to this. Chip is a phenomenal photographer, but he's been he's been shooting Indiana games for a while because his son is on the team. I, I think it just adds to that extra degree of oomph when when you realize that the kid who's hugging his teammate is his son. And I can't even imagine what that emotion for Chip must have been like looking through the lens and capturing that moment. I have had the unfortunate distinction of of seeing a playoff loss for Alex. And I had this conversation with him, I think about a year or so after, where I saw that overtime loss and I put my camera down and I didn't take a single photo. For him to be able to effectively capture that moment and do it beautifully just speaks volumes to to the content of the image itself. I wonder if Chip's son, if he's listening out there, was like, come on, dad, really? You had to get a photo of me like that? My senior year, we lost in the state championship and there was a photo of me and all my childhood buddies looking so sad in the paper. I've definitely been on the other end of that one. Collins, what's a, what's a photo that stood out to you? I was really split. I think this was my one and my two. My number one was Bryn's photo of the theater in Tempe. From a technical perspective and from an editing perspective, that is an incredible photo. It is a almost... Actually, you know, it is a perfect example of HDR photography. Taking a picture like that is not easy to make sure everything is exposed correctly when you have bright neon lights and then you have the two players in the shadow like it is hard and it takes a lot of time and effort to stack a photo like that it is perfect in my opinion it is it is really well composed and i i just absolutely loved it and then also rj's picture with the henderson uh logo and I'm a sucker for catwalk pictures. I think catwalk pictures are just absolutely awesome. Screams professional because that's the only place you can shoot a catwalk photo is in a professional rink. I was really, really split between those two, and I, it's hard to pick a favorite. I My favorite is the RJ one because I think, I mean, you guys are you guys are photography experts, right? You know all about the angles and everything that goes into a shot. I think for me, the the RJ photo is one where even if you're not into photography, you see that one, you're like, that's big time. Like, I, I it stopped me dead in my tracks. When I saw that photo of the year. I was like, I didn't even know we were doing a photo of the year competition. I was like, that's going to be one of the best photos we get all year. Like, that is an unbelievable shot. I hope that gets hung in like the one of the UNLV hockey apartments or even the Utah guys because Benji Mickle is in that photo who I got to meet on the Utah trip. Like, if I were him, I would have that framed. Like, that is an unbelievable shot such a cool memory too because like rj said in his quote about the photo like 
not only did the players get to experience playing in a pro hockey environment, but the photographers as well. So it was a really cool night for everybody. That one just sticks out to me. And as we get into this season, there's going to be plenty more, plenty more memories. So looking back on last season, there were some memories last year that altered the landscape of club hockey in the ACHA at AAU college hockey. And so my prediction this year is not only will something from the ACHA end up on a social media account of SportsCenter or SportsNet, but I think we're going to get a feature from a large news outlet like a SportsCenter or a SportsNet or TNT about an ACHA or an AAU college hockey team. Not just a clip being shared, but I think we're going to get a feature at some point this year. That That's going to be my prediction. I think there's a lot more eyes on this game than there were three, four, ten years ago. And I think the major news outlets are going to start to take notice of the stories that are here, kind of like what we're doing right now, being down in Embry-Riddle. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's my prediction for the year. Herm, I'm curious if there's anything on your radar. Man, I didn't expect you to go the macro route with it. That's like, oh, tough. I was going to say that I, I don't think it's insane to say that there's a team... 45 to 55 range from last season that actually winds up being a strong bubble contender for nationals this year. I was actually, I was just talking about this with Tim. I can't remember. We talked about the expansion to 24 teams in the M1 level. I think, I don't think a champion has ever been crowned outside of the top 10 seeds. Is that true? Was it 10 or 12? I'd have to go back and look. But I believe right. it was written somewhere in one of the ACHA write-ups. We'll, we'll say 12 to be safe. But when you're adding more teams to the tournament that you know are very unlikely to win it, it would be very, very cool to see a team make a deep run, kind of like we saw in M2. Like When, when the M2 Final Four came out, we had UMass, St. Thomas, Iowa, Indiana. Like Iowa and Indiana were two teams that weren't even on our radar going into the tournament. And all of a sudden, they're playing each other for a trip to the national championship. I would love to see something like that happen, not only in M1, but in M3 as well. Forget the men's side of it. Let's talk about the women's side of it in Northeastern. That was the Cinderella story of the tournament. They were not supposed to be there. They knew full well that they were not supposed to be there. I don't think I've ever seen a happier second place team. And and they battled through everything. It was supposed to be Sioux versus Assiniboine. Northeastern played spoiler. Will we see an American champion in women's two? And is anybody going to beat Liberty in women's one? It's year seven, eight, nine, ten. it feels like in a row of asking, is anyone going to beat Liberty this year? But the Flames are on an unprecedented run right now and show no signs of stopping. This might be a little bit of bias. Could it be Miami of Ohio? They played so well, and the amount of heart and just intensity that team showed was unreal. Maybe it's Miami. I would love to see a school that has a men's D1 program and doesn't have a women's D1 program stick it to the man and say, hey, we deserve a team. So, yeah, either Michigan State, Michigan, Miami of Ohio, anybody. ASU, too. We talked about them as well. So, listen, we're we're very excited and we're so thankful that you guys have decided to tune in and, and listen to us ramble about ACHA and AAU college hockey predictions for this year. We're so excited to bring you all the coverage. We're 
unbelievably excited to be in Daytona this weekend to catch Embry Riddle in Florida. As always, thank you so much for listening and be sure to follow along on the social channels at Hockey House Pod on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. We'll see you next week. See you, boys. Yeah.